0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Freedom Nation podcast, and I have a just incredible honor today of having my friend Jim Cathcart on the show. Uh, Jim has become a a friend and a mentor um, that I just, I think the world of, and today we're really celebrating some new things from him, uh, some really exciting things that have happened just over the last couple of weeks. And we're going to do a little bit about his story and, and what he does, how he got to is today. And he's had an amazing story and met a ton of amazing people over his lifetime. So, Jim, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank
1: you, Jeff. It's a delight.
0: I am so glad to have you on here. So let's kick it off. Why don't you tell us your story? How did you get to where you are today?
1: I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas. I was mm-hmm. born in 19... 19- 46 okay yes there really were people back then <laughs> and uh, i was the son of a, a telephone repairman mm-hmm. uh, my dad was a, a wonderful guy he, he had served in the pacific in world war ii fought okay. in guadalcanal and wow. all that age 22 when we occupied japan
2: mm-hmm.
1: he was a young army officer and was appointed acting mayor of a city and occupied. (laughs) Can you imagine 22 years? And uh, anyway, he came back home, went to work for the phone company, stayed Mm -hmm. there 35 years. So I expected an ordinary life. Uh, I didn't know anyone with money. I I was not around any successful people. I wasn't encouraged to dream big dreams. Not Mm -hmm. that I was discouraged, but I was just told, you know, be a good person, do your job. And so growing up, I was an average student. Mm -hmm. I wasn't an athlete. I wasn't a scholar. Uh, I didn't join the clubs and, you know, become the president of yeah. the student XYZ society. Um, so one day in 1972, I was newly married and I, I got married in 1970. So in 72, we've got a new baby at home mm-hmm. and I'm working at the housing authority, urban renewal for $525 a month as a clerk, mm-hmm. assistant to a guy who doesn't need s- assistance. <laughs> And it's literal truth in in true governmental true government fashion yeah we, yeah we need redundancy. and so i've got no college degree i've got you know no money in the bank no connections and i'm 50 pounds overweight and never exercised much
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so i'm sitting there in the office one day bored obviously and in the next time i heard earl nightingale on a broadcast like this podcast mm-hmm. you know so Earl Nightingale was the Dean of Personal Motivation, 900 radio stations all over the world at the time. And he said, if you'll spend an extra hour a day studying the field you've chosen in five years or less, you'll be a national expert. Hmm. Well, that hit me like a ton of bricks. It rearranged my whole belief system because I did the math in an hour a day, five days a week, weeks a year, five years. 1250 hours on one narrow subject yeah you'd be an expert
0: on it. and and you have plenty of time on your hands as well
1: sure yeah i could yeah i figured i could do this by next week but i, I didn't know where to start so mm. i just became fanatical about studying personal development okay. applied behavioral science practical psychology maybe um but i read all the famous books you know and there weren't many back then mm. it was think and grow rich how to win friends and influence people Power positive thinking next. Mm. You know, I mean, there wasn't a self-help section at the bookstore, and the library didn't have much. So I I lots
0: of Earl Nightingale. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and I I just got around everything I could that would teach me personal development. Mm. And I joined the JCs, the Junior Chamber of Commerce, which at the time had three hundred fifty-six thousand members. Wow! And I formed a new chapter with some friends in my neighborhood. And then got really, really active. Now, when I say really active, Jeff, mm. for 100 meetings after working on weekends in two years. Oof. Yeah, for no pay. <laughs> so I really got active and ended up going through the offices, you know, in my chapter, and then district director and then mm. state chairman in charge of leadership training. And then I was ultimately hired by the USJ's national headquarters okay. to be in charge of leadership training for all 300,000 members. So that was a a big door opener for me. Mm -hmm. And there've been lots of things since then. Uh, Sum it up today where I am is like all my dreams came true. And then they said, hey, we've got some extra. You want? Yeah. (laughs) And and so everything I dreamed about has been so far exceeded. I've done thirty three hundred paid engagement speeches Mm -hmm. around the world. I've been inducted in the Speaker Hall of Fame the sales and marketing hall of fame in london i've written and published 23 books the latest one came out today with beyond (laughs) publishing yep um and um oh gosh i've received the golden gavel award from toastmasters Mm -hmm. international which they give to non-members and uh, the cavett award lifetime achievement from national speakers association i mean it's just my dreams have come true And, and i'm able to be in a well, and Position and, and like it's easy this.
0: to see that you were an overnight success. Yeah. And it you only know, took 46 and, and only years. It only took 46 years to be an overnight success. So it's right. amazing. Um uh, what you know, if you attribute anything, you know, as you as you were sitting there, you know, okay, I'm I'm going from being a in in Little Rock, Arkansas, to those those steps that you went along the way. What what do you think was the most important step in that process?
1: The most important step was Recognizing early on that I had to change my world, okay, that the way I was conditioned to see the world was not going to lead me anywhere. Exciting, mm-hmm. and so I took Earl Nightingale's audio recordings, which cost me five hundred and sixty dollars at the time.
0: So basically, a month and some odd salary.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, and that was scary, scary making that
0: mm-hmm.
1: decision to buy it. But it was just recordings. Yeah, I mean, how's that going to help, right? No degree, just Mm -hmm. recordings. So I fanatically listened to those two to three to five hours a day Mm -hmm. for five years. And those recordings were all about philosophy and practical living ideas and just basic things. How do you manage your time? How do you have better relationships? How do you take care of yourself? How do you think bigger? How do you become creative? How do you solve problems? Things like that. And the more I heard the messages over and over and over, over time, the more my own worldview and belief system evolved. And today, uh, people say, do you ever get depressed? No, Mm. I sometimes I I really wish the results would hurry up and get here, (laughs) but I don't I don't get depressed, you know, because depression is taking whatever the negative outcome is and dreaming about that instead of dreaming about what you want. Yeah. So like worry is the middle rehearsal of failure. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that? Rehearse success instead. Visualize, you know, and um, like someone was talking the other day about hatred Mm -hmm. and they said, who do you hate? And I thought about it. And the answer is actually nobody. Mm -hmm. Now, I really, really, really don't like the things that some people do. Mm -hmm. And there are people that I think should be put in prison and kept keep the rest of us safe from them mm-hmm. forever but there's nobody i hate yeah i i just wish the people that are harmful would have their ability to harm removed from them
0: mm-hmm.
1: then maybe they can go have a pleasant life
0: yeah yeah but you can't yeah right that, so it's all happen. mind yeah. shift
1: yeah from the old of in the world to to a much healthier way and my lifestyle today oh my gosh i mean, i live so well and and i don't mean live well richly i mean i i live a a, a rich life mm-hmm. filled with wonderful experiences i've got friends who have millions of dollars more than me mm-hmm. and they say i wish i had your life
0: yeah well you have the most beautiful wife
1: thank you 52 years married
0: yep and and what do you attribute that i mean that that's a lot because there were a lot of years you were on the road oh yeah constantly and well you know. our
1: son jim jr mm-hmm. he's 50 now yeah i asked him one time i said i traveled 120 trips a year 240 round round you know going to and from mm-hmm. i said but i was very internal about being in his life every day yeah. and in paula's life every day i said how did it affect you when you were a kid? He said, "It never seemed like you weren't around." Mm. Wow. Yeah. Now think of this: I've done thirty-three hundred engagements, most of them in town, mm-hmm. many of them many around of them overseas, the world, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and yet he didn't have the feeling growing up that dad wasn't around. Yeah. So evidently, my plan
0: worked. Well, but I think you know, and I know you've told me the stories before. I mean, you were very intentional about okay. I came home from, you know, off the road and it was Jim's time. Yeah. You know, where yeah, it's Jim just junior. Yeah. yeah Jim and Jr. I'd camp out time. with
1: him in his room and sleeping bags yeah. on the floor or, or, you know, he and I would go to breakfast somewhere mm. on the way to school, or I'd go to his school and uh, meet him for lunch and go through the line with the other nine-year-olds yeah. and sit at a table one inch high <laughs> and, and, and get my little milk on you know and then he'd say daddy are we done can I go play yeah. okay that's you can fine go. yeah but he knew I was there yep yeah
0: yeah and I think that's the biggest thing too too <laughs> many people have that you know oh I'm so busy I don't have time for for my family and you know how many families get broken up because that you know one of the spouses is just so absorbed with own you know, and they think time. they
1: can't shuffle that deck. No. They think they're stuck with that plan and they're not.
0: Yeah. But one of the advantages you had is you actually got to, you You had your freedom of time that you could make that schedule to do that.
1: Well, that's and the it, thing. When I decided to go into business, I had two routes. Hmm. Uh, I, I could either, let's say the personal development business. Hmm. I could either go into it as a trainer, a licensee for somebody else and be yeah. there. Basically, their employee, yeah. or I could go to it through it on my own and become an entrepreneur. Sure, and I chose that, and I named my company Cathcart Institute uh, when it was just. Mm. And I've had you know many employees over the years, but uh, at first it was me. And they said, "Well, why didn't you call it you know Leadership Training Incorporated mm. or something like that?" Because I realized I was going to be part of the product mix. Yeah, as a speaker and a consultant and a trainer and an expert. So if I was going to do that, I needed to make my name known. Mm-hmm. And instead of writing a popular theme like, you know, Strategy Incorporated or something, I I chose to make it my name. And mm-hmm. of course, I looked to Zig Ziglar, who formed the Zig Ziglar Corporation, mm-hmm. and yeah. others like him uh, as my role models. And mm-hmm. and later they became my personal friends. Yeah,
0: which yeah, that that's the the amazing thing to me. You know, as we talked and you you talk about. Some of the people that you were really good friends with, or or worked with, I went to church
1: with Zig and his wife G. yeah, Yeah.
0: and you know Og Mandino, and you know Earl Nightingale. You, I mean, had a relationship with your hero, you know. So I, what? So that uh, that gets back to you know a lot of people sit there and say, well, I want to know all these famous people and all that. What what did you attribute you know getting to know all these folks?
1: Let's throw through a monkey wrench in this question do they want to know you that's exactly right (laughs) you know it's not who you know that counts it's not who they know or who knows you that counts Mm -hmm. it's who's glad they know you yeah so if you make your life about finding out what other people want like zig ziglar would say you know you can get everything you want if you help enough others get what they want Mm -hmm. well find out what people want or what they need and be their first solution source they're easiest to get to uh resolution or or helper yeah and that'll make them happy that they know you
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i've way i've gotten to know these people is i i show up so i get around them and then mm-hmm. i volunteer to be helpful in whatever way i can yeah. move chairs stack tables hand out brochures greet people give directions you know mm-hmm. grunt work just basic entry-level work if i can help out then i'm accepted as part of the group mm-hmm. Not as a senior player at first, sure. but over time, if I risk the temptation to talk about me and take an interest in them and and in what they're trying to achieve, then pretty soon they say, you know what? I like them around Hmm. because we get more done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you get invited back and invited back. So you've had some pretty big awards this year. Or, or recognition. Um, you just recently got back from Nem- or from Nashville, like yep. twice in a row. So what was that all about?
1: That was amazing. I was there for the National Speakers Convention. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm past national president and Speaker Hall of Fame, you know, been in that. Uh, so I've got plenty of duties at, at that association and that's mm-hmm. paid professional speakers. Yeah. I joined in 1976 when they had 200 members. I was going to say that was, yeah, yeah it
0: was 76. There wasn't a whole lot of members at that time. It was
1: a club. Yeah, It was a tip club, passing Mm -hmm. leads back and forth. And then we grew into a professional society Mm -hmm. and now we've got our own foundation with millions of dollars in it. And we give scholarships and awards and we own our own headquarters building and all that. So it's a big deal now, but it wasn't back then. And uh, so I was there at that convention with all my classmates and friends. Mm -hmm. And then I came home from Nashville, and coincidentally, same hotel, Opryland Hotel, 2,000 rooms, Toastmasters International is holding their World Convention, and that's a group that there are 360,000 of them around the world, and they exist to teach communication and leadership skills, publicing, mm-hmm. and they have 16,600 clubs in 149 countries. And in 1995, I had the honor of being their opening keynote speaker, mm-hmm. and I'm not even a member. Yeah. And um, then in 2001, they they called me and they said, You've, you're the recipient of our Golden Gavel Award, mm. which we've given to Walter Kite and Earl old Nightingale and Zig mm. Ziglar and Tony Robbins and all these big names and Norman Vincent Peale. And so I had that honor. And then a few months ago, I got a call here in Austin, Texas, where I live. And uh Daniel Rex, the president of Toastmasters, said I want you back as keynote speaker in Nashville 2022.
0: So wow. So we 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 think that this is the you're the only person that's ever spoken to them three times.
1: I think I'm the only yeah. person that they brought from outside. Yeah. That they brought back to their main platform three mm-hmm. times, but who knows? Yeah. You know, I told them in a few years when I turned 80 years old. <laughs> I'll hold a spot for you. So yeah. please call me back. Just, yeah, certainly. We want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we want to yeah. try for four at this <laughs> point.
0: Um, I know you were. You explained to me one time um, about kind of the the different levels of that expertise. So kind of going back yeah. to the Earl Nightingale, you know, there, there's different levels, and and you fired not to be the the Tony Robbins of the world. Right. You know, the the household name. I, I always Jim Cathcart is the most well-known person you don't know in a lot of cases Yeah, because you're not out there wildly promoting yourself on you know on tv and everything else but you've got a huge following of people you yeah. you've written a ton of books that that really are changing people's lives and you've done a ton of training so what you know what were those levels again? well
1: I, I teach a program i call going pro yeah for people who are relatively successful, but they will kick it up to the next level. Mm-hmm. And it's an eight week long uh, Zoom call mentoring process yep. plus mastermind here in Austin. And uh, I, I tell them early on, I said, you need to choose your aspiration level. How, mm. how high up this mountain do you want to go? Yeah. Here's the basic level. Competent. You're able to do whatever it is you've chosen mm. well enough That you can get the job done. Yeah. Okay. So people want you around. The next level up is excellent. Mm -hmm. You not only do it well, you do it better than Jim does it. Yeah. Okay. When you're excellent, people listen to you. Mm -hmm. The next level's master, mastery. Mm -hmm. When you achieve mastery of your craft, not only do they listen to you, they seek you out to ask your opinion. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Okay, so you're going competent, excellent, mastery, the next level, leading authority. Mm -hmm not only they seek you out, they quote you all the time. Yeah. Okay. And then the next level above leaving authority is when we get into the the, the lights and camera in action, mm. there's celebrity mm-hmm. and then there's star and then there's superstar. Mm. I would consider Tony Robbins a superstar. Sure. I would consider Zig Ziglar a star or a superstar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they aspired to that. Yeah. OK, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I aspired to being a leading authority in my field. I, I actually wrote it out. I said by September 1, 1989, I will be one of the 10 best known, most admired and influential people involved in the field of professional speaking and training. Mm-hmm. On September 1, 1989, I was president of the National Speakers <laughs> Association, had been inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame had written a number of books, been around the world twice on lecture tours, and had spoken in all 50 states of the U.S. for pay. Mm. I think
0: that's pretty much a leading authority. ka
1: <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk a little
0: bit about what you're doing now. So mm-hmm. you, you've got a new book out today. Let's talk a little bit about high rev for small business. Yep.
1: High rev as in high revenue, mm-hmm. but at the same time, high revolutions per minute. Yep. And our, our primary focus was in writing it was the automotive aftermarket, Hmm. and any other business that's similar to that in its structure. So we used a racing metaphor, high rep. And um, gosh, well, let me give you the broader answer of what we're doing today. What I do is I have transitioned, especially during the COVID era, from being a keynoter and author to being a mentor Hmm. and being accessible to people in small groups or one-on-one and guiding them in their own career path faster along the track and that involves still doing speaking and still writing articles and publishing books and doing all the things i used to do mm-hmm. but since that's not as prevalent in the marketplace mm-hmm. i have the opportunity with programs like this and media like this and zoom calls and such to reach people over the world and i've coached uh, i've coached highly successful people in egypt
2: mm-hmm.
1: australia Uh, Canada, name it, you know, all over the world. And wow. What a
0: what a blessing. What a what a yeah, what a fun world.
1: And I play the guitar and sing professionally in nightclubs and and I write music. I just did a songwriter showcase on the University of Texas campus night before last. Nice. Cactus Cafe, one of 26 songwriters. I opened the show. And um, I ride my motorcycle. you
0: You had an honor to play on a stage in Nashville. Oh
1: man right next to the ryman auditorium the mother church of country music Mm -hmm. out the side door of the ryman is the back door of a nightclub called tootsie's orchid lounge on broadway (laughs) which has been there since the beginning of time yeah Yeah. hank williams played there you know everybody Mm -hmm. anybody country music played at tootsie's orchid lounge because they'd leave the grand Ole opry show Mm -hmm. and go over and you know order drinks at tootsie's and stay play music all night so paula and i were in nashville for this this big event and we stayed several days and one day we're doing a basically a pub crawl Mm -hmm. going along broadway and visiting all these music venues and we went into tootsie's which was packed (laughs) three levels and the ground level there's a band second level there's a band roof level there's a band And we're in there looking for a place to eat. And we've got a tray of food and a a drink. And we find a little corner on the second level. And the band is playing. And they stop after a little while, take a break. And because of the mob, this guy's going through the audience with a tip bucket Mm -hmm. to make sure everybody gets a chance to drop a tip. Mm -hmm. So he came to our table and I put in a tip. And he noticed I was wearing a guitar shirt, you know, Mm -hmm. a very fancy shirt. He said, are you a musician? I said, I am. He said, what kind of music do you play? And I told him, Mm -hmm. he said, would you like to do a song? (laughs) Are you kidding me? People (laughs) dream of playing Tootsies all their careers. And I said, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so he called me up on stage and my wife, Paula, and I got up there and he had his guitar and I did a Merle Haggard tune, The Fugitive. Mm -hmm. And... Oh, magic. Moment. Bucket list item. Check. Check. Absolutely. <laughs> and and the month before at the National Speakers Convention, I played right down the street at Acme Nightclub. Mm-hmm. I played a one hour, one man show, just yeah. me for a private event.
0: That's awesome. So I played
1: twice on Broadway in Nashville. So, so now you're a Nashville star. At age 75. <laughs> at the 46th year of my career can you believe that i mean it's just it's so much fun it just keeps going as
0: as you're speaking this morning be the magnet for what you want true and it happened
1: yep that is all and this afternoon i'm likely to pull out a guitar and play some music Mm -hmm. here
0: sounds good we'll have a little uh we'll have a little event here to to celebrate the book and everything else Oh,
1: our listeners ought to go to guitar music live dot com okay those three words punctuation <laughs> guitar music, live.com that's me okay and it's got all my songs the videos awesome. and everything they can listen to them right well, there put for that, free yeah we'll
0: put that in the show notes page yeah. so people can find it um uh, so let's talk real quick about the uh the go going pro yeah mentorship and just talk a little bit about how that works yeah
1: and... i it, when covid started i had a whole bunch of speaking engagements booked that mm. all canceled in one fell swoop sure So I said, uh oh, I need to retool. And I called David Newman, who's a speaker friend, lives in Pennsylvania, and I said, David, you teach people how to build an online following and develop Mm -hmm. their programs that way. Teach me. Yeah. So I invested with him and Mm -hmm. got his mentorship. And he showed me how to structure my material that way. And I did it. And the Zig Ziglar Corporation hired me to do it for all their certified teachers. And Mm then howard partridge out of houston had me do it for his people and so i booked you know this is 2020 Mm -hmm. and then in 2021 i had my legs under me and i was able to doing my own and i did a live program in nashville cohen nashville's sort of a theme here uh but it just happened to be there i did it with connie fife and um now that i'm i'm offering that for people that just they want somebody at their elbow to help lift them to the next level. Yeah. Someone where they can confide in them, and I can be their advisor, their confidant, their coach, their mentor, mm-hmm. and lead them through, you know, generating a whole lot more revenue. Yeah, high rev. Awesome.
0: And that's that's in person, and it's also yeah, um, yeah, or it's online, and then it's in person, or. Where- and- you can do, you know. I I got to participate in this, so yeah, I, yeah, you know, it was wonderful I, it was having you. It. Yeah, it was a phenomenal. Experience.
1: You were in the mastermind sessions, sure. three day part of it here yeah. in Austin. Uh, that's the only one that's in person. Mm. The rest of it's online, but that's just you know. If people remember my name, Jim Cathcart, and mm. put a dot com on the end of it, yeah, that's my digital business card. Mm. So they can scroll through there and go to any of my. Social media, they can go mm-hmm. to Going Pro, go to Amazon, yeah. you know, schedule appointments, whatever. That's Brilliant. Cool. Yeah. Wonderful.
0: Thank you. All right. So we'll talk about the fast five questions now. Let her rip. All right. So you wake up in the morning, business is gone. You have 500 bucks in your pocket, laptop, computer, peace to live, all the knowledge in your head. What are you going to do first?
1: I remember that. <laughs> I'm serious. The day was 9-11-2001. Mm-hmm. My mother called me from our I in California. She said, turn on the TV. Mm. And I saw the planes hit the towers. Oh. And as I thought about that later in the day, I realized I'm a, con- a professional convention speaker. Mm. I no longer have a job. Yeah. Nobody's meeting. The flights aren't even flying.
0: Mm. Conventions and are people, canceled. People are going to be scared to get on airplanes. Right. Yeah.
1: I, I just lost my livelihood. Mm. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Yeah. And I thought, Okay, if this is World War Three or whatever, you know, if it's Armageddon, then I know that we're not going to have plane travel. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to to get gas for long, mm-hmm. because that's got to go all over the world to get to me. And uh, so, I, whatever I do needs to be doable within just a few miles of where I live. Mm-hmm. I live in Thousand Oaks, California. Okay. So I said, how can I help make this local world of mine what Hmm. do i know that's worth learning and i realized i know how to organize volunteers create projects solve problems and motivate people i know how to find resources when you don't have money from what i learned in the jc's ago so i said okay i am forming the 101 which is a highway that ran through Mm -hmm. our area highway 101 leaders alliance okay and i reached out to the Head of the Boys and Girls Clubs of, of that region, Shout out to the the head of the the president of the Ronald Reagan Foundation, because the Reagan Presidential Library, mm-hmm. the dean of the business school at Cal Lutheran University, Pepperdine University, and uh, Cal State Channel Islands, the, the VP over there, and a few other people, and, I, and the Ventura County Sheriff. I called them all together for a meeting,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I folks, we don't know how long this is going to last but all of you are doing separately. Let's do things together. Nice. And so I got them to join hands and we held a leadership summit to teach what I call ground level leadership skills Mm -hmm. to people without power Yeah. so that they could gain power to get things done. And, um, that became an enterprise for a few years. Hmm.
0: Yeah. And then finally got back to to what you you were doing, but yeah, that's a perfect example. And, and you, didn't paid for it at the no, beginning. No,
1: absolutely. It was all was volunteer. Not yeah. And I was thinking, you know, this is about survival. It's not about <laughs> profit. And, and sure enough, later it turned into speaking engagements, referral, hmm. partnerships, and all kinds of special privileges. But I think,
0: you know, that's a theme throughout your life has been, you know, just like it was with the JCs, you know, people will say, well, you know, I mean, Jim, you know, he, he speaks all over the world. Yeah, he's had easy these opportunities. For him, it was really right. easy for him, but you <laughs> literally gave 400 speeches for free, for free, all over Arkansas, you know, and, and all over other areas yeah. for absolute, for, you know, for free. Then you Before finally started getting my, paid. yeah, my yeah. first
1: paid speaking, speaking gig, I had to drive 130 miles one way to do it. And they gave me $10. Ooh, Wow. Yeah, <laughs> of course, gas was cheaper, but still, yeah, ten dollars, ten bucks, know? yeah. I mean, and it's... then my next paid speaking gig gig was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, for Tulsa Junior College. I was talking to the the faculty, hmm. and I was thinking, wow, I'm speaking to college I mean, teachers, I and I, I haven't that. even gotten a degree. <laughs> I had a couple of years college, yeah. and they paid me a hundred dollars. I thought I'd died. About
0: yeah, uh, ten times what you'd made after your first speech. But that's, yeah. it's amazing. But I mean, that you got to do your, you got to produce. Yeah, you know. And I, I love where you talk about with the JCs. I mean, you were the only person who had ever read all the materials at the JCs
1: three times. Three,
0: yeah. So everything I read, every officer's manual yeah. or something
1: like that, I would read it cover to cover, including mm-hmm. footnotes and and yeah. credits at the end, three times. Mm-hmm. And that was a discipline I had for yeah. myself so that I knew it. Backwards and forwards, and others would say, "What about so and so?" And I'd say, "Oh, that's blah 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 blah." And they'd say, "How do you know?" Hmm. That's we look it up. I read they'd it. Look it up.
0: You you already read that, or you already wrote oh, this? Oh,
1: I didn't know that was in there. <laughs> well, didn't you read it? Yeah, once. Uh, uh, well, I read it three times. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's amazing. All right. So, what is the biggest business mistake you've ever made? Uh,
1: it was poor judgment choosing a choosing to get into a partnership where I was all in, mm. and the and the partner was dabbling okay it's kind of like standing at an altar to be married and you say i do till death do us part no Mm -hmm. matter what and the other one says i'll give it a shot (laughs) you know and that's what i ended up in okay yeah i've had several excellent partnerships like Mm -hmm. tony alessandro that was wonderful but uh but there was one that totally went south and lost me hundreds of thousands of dollars and a few years momentum Mm -hmm. yeah
0: now and it's but you you learn from that yep as a result of it that's uh, a good book that you'd recommend for our audience.
1: Well, it's going to sound selfish, but I um, wrote a book that I was writing it as if, 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 as if it was a, a legacy to my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I wanted to pass along life wisdom that I've managed to accumulate from others over the 46 years and 75 years alive. And so I wrote the Power Minute, mm-hmm. and the Power Minute is 336 one minute ideas of how to motivate yourself and others to get things done when you don't feel like it yet
0: mm-hmm.
1: so the power minute by jim Cathcart, and it's authorspress.com but just go to jimcathcart.com, mm-hmm. scroll down and you'll see it click on it you can yeah. buy it right there on I, i'm gonna Amazon. throw
0: another one in here okay. in mine i love the acorn principle
1: oh thank you i
0: just i think it is just the it was probably one of the the best books at the right time in my life Um, such a great book. And those two books are my two favorites of yours. That's built on Uh,
1: many years of psychological research with a team of people. And, uh, yeah, the acorn principle. Yeah. uh, It's phenomenal. Phenomenal
0: book. Um, what is a good tool that you use in your business every day?
1: It's going to sound so OG. Um, I have a American express calendar. Okay. And I live by it. Mm-hmm. And I, I've got them going back to the 1980s when American <laughs> Express wasn't making them yet. And I mean, the kind that fit inside mm-hmm. a, a breast pocket sure. of, a, of a, a suit. And uh, I've got in there basically a summary of what went on every day. Not not like a diary or a journal, mm-hmm. but but an appointment calendar and mm-hmm. noteworthy moments calendar going back. That far, so you can say, Where were you in 1987? Um, say July 3rd, let me see. Oh, find that yeah. one, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, <laughs> da, 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 and you know, and I can tell you That's amazing awesome. thing yeah. But uh, it's wonderful to have that collection.
0: Well, it is, yeah. and
1: with all the apps and technology, we forget that analog always works.
0: Well, here's the funny part so I, you know, i I, I manage a team all around the world. I have I have employees in seven countries around the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All of our stuff is electronic because that's the only way we can it has talk. To be. Yeah, I still to this day every morning get up, take my or my electronic calendar, write it down in my book, put my my task list down there yeah. because for me it's not checking something off a task list unless I actually physically do it. Yeah, then it's done.
1: Well, so. plus if if it's in an app. You've got to look at the app.
0: Yes.
1: I I, For many years in my business, I had right next to my desk on the wall, a big wall calendar Mm -hmm. that was linear. So it was left to right, one through 31 each month, Mm -hmm. stacked up. So it's a linear, inverted wall calendar. So it starts at at the bottom of January and And goes up to December to imply forward progress. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine, Dr. John Lee, a colleague- had developed that. And mm. so I was buying them from him. And instead of writing on the calendar, it was laminate. Mm. So I would put little Avery label stickers on it. Mm-hmm. And a green sticker meant a paid speaking engagement. There you go. And a blue sticker meant a family day. And a red sticker meant something else. Mm-hmm. So I had right there next to me and a little short code that I could write off tiny stickers so that when I glanced at the wall, I could say, wow, August. You know, it's a few months away, but it's kind of empty. I need to get to work on August. And look at this. I've got all these personal days, not a paid for day. And, you know, it's so at a glance without opening an app or anything, sit there and just look at the wall and not even wonder about anything, but let the awareness come to me. And I, I would say, huh, now there's a pattern I never noticed before. I have more engagements on makeup a day Tuesday than mm. any other day of the week. Mm. Huh? I wonder if that's true for others. Yeah. So it you know so it tells me things about marketing and about decision making about scheduling.
0: Well, I find that yeah, I, I've always done that in my electronic calendar. So mm-hmm. I mean, everything. If you look at my electronic calendar, it looks like fruit salad. Yeah. Because it's all these different colors and it you know green for something that I make money off yeah. of. Uh, yellow is working with like friends or colleagues you know oranges public events and things like that and i've used that to manage my days for a long time because you start to look at your calendar and you're like wow there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of me being out in public yeah and not a whole lot of money greens in here so we need to start converting some of that so maybe i need to spend more time with my my yellows my you know, That's a thing. my, it, my momentum relationships Without
1: and, a friend of mine, Kevin Buck says without reflection, there's no real learning. Yeah. So we need to have something in our face often mm-hmm. so that we can just look at it without any thought in mind and let the awareness happen mm-hmm. because we we always are proactive going to the app, opening up mm-hmm. the software you know, logging on to something. That's one thing. But the other is to just put it in the well. Yeah. If you want to get something done, don't put it in a drawer.
0: Mm.
1: Leave it on put the it desk. it on the top. Yeah. Well, honey, you hadn't dealt with that. That thing's been there for a week. Why don't you move it? Because I need the nudge. <laughs> right. Yeah. I will get to I it. I will it get to it. To That's to right. There. I promise.
0: So, last question What do you, what is your definition of freedom?
1: Freedom. freedom is not being restricted by limited thinking mm. fears or shoulds okay and i haven't said that before that way mm-hmm. did, but i'm just thinking out loud with you yeah freedom to me is the ability to allow life to flow through me without being inhibited mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean you know i do drugs or eat sugar or, or you know do something nasty it means that the good impulses in me get to be fulfilled without saying, oh, "I don't know if I should." Oh, you know, what if? What if this happens? What if that happens? Well, excuse me, you're going to pose questions, answer them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What if? What if it rains? Then we'll get wet. Yeah, I don't want to get wet. we will wear an umbrella. An umbrella. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you know, that's the trouble. Pessimists are real good at coming up with those questions, mm-hmm. you know, what if, what if, yeah. what if, but they never answer them. Mm-hmm. Optimists see the same questions and they answer them. Yeah. And if they don't have an answer, they say, well, we'll find one.
0: Yeah. Or we'll figure it out as yeah, we go. We'll figure yeah. it out when we get there. Yeah. I, that's wonderful. Jim, uh, what's the best way if somebody wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way to get in contact?
1: Easy peasy. All right. Cathcart. Nice. Dot com.
0: Beautiful. Everything is there.
1: Everything is there. Digital yeah. business card.
0: I love it well jim thank you so much for this i, I truly appreciate it this is uh this was a it's been a dream of mine to have you on here and and certainly to be able to have you in the new studio um and be able to have you here in person so thank you for your time today folks um as always make sure that you subscribe to the channel because you're going to get these type of things uh as they come out and certainly uh, if you have the ability share this with somebody else um i think you know jim's Jim's wisdom um, is just timely always, no matter when. So make sure that you share these type of things out with your friends because somebody else may need that help and you can get your freedom and they can get their freedom as well. And there's nothing more freeing than helping somebody else get their freedom. Absolutely. So thank you all. And we'll see you back here next week. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast.